0: right everybody we are back for another episode of the summoning hour and you'll recognize a guest from just about a year ago mark mccready president of monarchs esports society the esports group at queen margaret university in scotland
1: welcome back mark and welcome to the show hey i know it's been a while it's been (laughs) we were just saying it's been 12 months now yeah. more than that. Like 30 podcast episodes,
0: I had to go back and be like, okay, let's let's see what we talked about. And I mean, now, I mean, you, you've also grown in an additional role working at British Esports as the Scotland representative. So there's a lot to unpack there, but then it, you, yep. it sounds like you've also got a lot to talk about what's going on at your school, given that you've rebranded from uh, Queen Margaret University Esports to Monarchs Esports and usually what comes with the rebranding is a lot more effort from the school, so I'm curious to hear if that's the case this time around, but why don't you do a brief introduction about yourself outside of titles and roles and just what you've been up to, (laughs) and we'll
1: we'll just kind of get the highlights from now. Yeah, um, so I'm just like everybody else. I'm a student that went to university um, with a passion of esports and gaming in particular. Um, I'm now going into my final year of university, uh, studying human biology, which we spoke about last time was very drastically different. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, um, one of the biggest things is I'm involved in just about everything that I can get involved in, Um, whether that is something like soccer or when I came over to North America, American Football, which I started to get more involved with and liking, (laughs) uh, following the NCAA. Um, But yeah, gaming and esports has been something that I've always been involved with. Um, And it was about this time last year, uh, I started up the society at Queen Margaret University. And from there, we've started to develop and get more involved um, with students on campus, creating more opportunities for people to come together uh, to play games, to hang out, and get involved in some competitions and represent their own school or university. So. And, this...
0: and last time we spoke, like you were just getting started, like there wasn't much of a presence on campus. But how have how have things changed since then?
1: So yeah, I think when we last spoke, we were talking about the numbers. I, I remember we we're talking about how. It's a very different school to what you would traditionally think and it's a very small school as well compared to what you see over in the states. Um, We've got just over 6,000 students at the university which is nothing compared to (laughs) something like your UCLA. Um, And it's a very medical school. It's not so much built around game design or production. Um, It does have business Uh, departments uh, arts and crafts departments but nothing really tech savvy you could say
0: and there was no formal sports clubs on campus it was just like intramural just for casual fun kind of sports on campus just being small the school not really supporting a huge athletic department so I'm wondering how the, the shift has gone for that last year given that again the rebranding the rebranding is really key to me i'm really curious
1: about that <laughs> i think yeah so like our school isn't a very isn't heavily invested into its societies uh i think because it's a smaller university as well um it probably doesn't have the same funding as some of the the larger ones with the amount of students that are coming along uh but yeah they do they do try to, to pull the strings and to get things happening where they can. Um, with the Esports Society, it's it's taken off from when we last spoke, when we didn't even know wh- how many numbers we were going to get on the first day. Um, we are told that we would only get like 10, 15, like the minimum required. We're, we now ended up with 25 about Christmas time, and then that moved up to about the 30 mark. Um, we ended up having our own League of Legends team that for people that had never played together before, um, competed in the National League for the new, which is the National University Esports League. Um, competed in the national competitions and was one round out of qualifying for the playoffs. So Dang. That's, that's not bad uh, at all. It was a it was a big achievement. I mean, we never made it to the playoffs, but to get to that point where they were competing against the other best teams across all the universities in the UK, not just Scotland, but all four nations. That was a big step moving forward. Um, And we knew that we're a small university, but talent comes from all different sources of places. Um, So, it's yeah, there's there's definitely been a bit from events to the amount of people that are interested and people that are wanting to work with us over the upcoming year and the past year as well.
0: So I mean, you've already exceeded your member growth and member numbers for the year, and now you're you're dealing with like you've already found success as well with your League of Legends team, and you want to keep that growth and everything going. And uh, what's the COVID situation like with managing schools in the UK right now? Because a lot of schools right now they're they're trying to find the best ways possible to keep their esports students involved and proactive and. Here in the states we have a bunch of tournaments going on and there's been more more involvement than ever uh, that i've seen during the summer so i'm curious if you've seen a lot of the same thing
1: uh, in the uk there's definitely still a lot going on and um, there's a lot of different competitions that are still going on to keep people motivated mm-hmm. i think the the biggest thing that we've seen is it's a very difficult time for students which not a lot of people might understand um we from, from talking about uh, queen margaret especially is a very international university um just looking at the society alone you've got over i'd say 12 nationalities straight away that have all came from different places to one society so there's the whole debates of people going back to their own country uh, what sort of support is being put there have they closed their borders um, it's very stressful times because these people are paying rent as well they're trying to work, they don't know when to tell work I can't come back <laughs> Like yeah. there's a lot of situations and deadlines coming up um, especially with some people that have the likes of resets or they were ill during the time of their exam so they now have to sit the exam for their first time during the reset period and it's very confusing overall but I think there's definitely been support from the eSports side of it. Um, I feel like gaming in general is usually that escape that some people take to get away from uh, reality to get a break. Um, And people have been using that, whether that is to get into eSports or just to relax. And there's definitely resources out there um, that we've been seeing. We've had, for the the start of COVID, our society never really done anything because there was a lot going on um, even within the committee so we didn't even want to tap into the rest of the society because they were all doing their own things trying to figure out who's how they're going to get home when are they going to come back Um, but now we've started to figure out where our feet stand Um, Mm -hmm. and now we're looking at okay what can we do so we've got the likes of clash that goes on every three weeks we've started pulling a couple of teams together we've got uh two to three teams that we're putting together every week now or every three weeks to compete in clash and that's just been a good motivation of getting people to play a game together and have fun um and that's now led into us competing in the uh summer cup the nsc the national student esports uh organizations put together so this- we're starting to slowly move back into getting people proactive and getting involved with esports again
0: yeah no i mean we've had i've seen that across a number of leagues out here just being like okay student flexibility was the most important thing back in march uh and april in that timeline and so i mean all all things considered that was still four or five months ago so things really couldn't have changed that much so having students being involved even at this point over the summer is just a big a big win it could have been a whole lot worse where people just have to drop everything and really stay focused on just their livelihood and i know that's still the case for a lot of students and a lot of people in general so it's it's good that we still have something going but it it could still be better and we can't hold ourselves too accountable for the loss of productivity or activity because this is just some serious weird stuff so uh that's yeah. the, and that's just how it goes like there's going to be problems and there's some things that are just outside of control for us to manage and deal with now going into the next school year what, what are your hopes for the monarchs to keep growing like are, is there another student marker that you want like student number mark is there another team you want to be able to spin up more school more like school and faculty involvement is there anything like that that you're looking for?
1: There's, there's definitely a lot a lot of growth um, from I'm sort of in the same position from last time where there's so much that can happen mm-hmm. Um it's just what can you do with the time really? I, I think the one big point was that yeah Covid's hit And what effect that will have in the upcoming year um we've got for for me personally academically my my course is online for the first semester um so that's me sort of in the same position as yourself um for 2020 i don't need to be required in an office or on campus so there's that sort of position and looking at how that fits in with students as well and we actually think that's going to be an increase in students um a lot of it does sort of come down to the university and how they promote the societies during that period of time. Um, There's not going to be that typical freshers fair, and if it is, it's going to be something completely different to what's happened in previous years. So it would be good to see how that works and how we can help support the university in terms of moving online, as esports is nowadays. Um, And there's there's still a lot of competitions. Um, I've spoken to a lot of the community managers uh, across the UK and they're saying everything's going ahead because the one thing they see is a lot of students have made this sort of their schedule or their daily routines um, or weekly routine um, where they can compete once a week and they've got something to look forward to. Whether that if they are staying at home, they've got some motivation that they know they've still got things to do on top of university, even though it doesn't require physical (laughs) presence anywhere, but it gets them involved with things and to hang out with their friends.
0: Yeah, and I mean, speaking from a resident advisor perspective, where I was helping kind of welcome in the freshmen and make sure that they had those social structures and involvement uh, in their community and make sure that they felt welcome on campus, I imagine that that's an even bigger priority this year for a lot of leadership on campus and student leadership is just making sure that they can keep everyone who's coming in and everyone who's been there to still feel involved and like that they are part of a community because without that it's really hard to justify the a lot of the benefit for going to college at least in the states like the states school's expensive and so like you either go there for the education or you go there for the experience and for a lot of people if you can't make friends right away if you can't find that social connection it's just like a detrimental setback to being able to enjoy your time there so being able to move esports online and keep everyone connected and even active being part of a creative process behind the scenes whatever's going on with your clubs and societies, like that's a huge advocate for more people being involved in esports because people need that participation now more
1: than ever. Yep. I think people are just looking for that sort of engagement as well. Where they can get that escape as we we're talking about. Um yeah. But yeah, there's there's I think it's a different time for a lot of the societies or the student unions um to sort of adapt. And we've seen that as well where people from the student union have come to us and said what do you guys do like how are you guys going to function in the upcoming year and that's something they've took into to thought when they're planning for what they're wanting to do for the the entire student union uh, with societies and sports teams
0: oh boy that's going to be fun to uh figure out on the fly just to see because i mean you can set all the plans up you can do all the investigations try and get general sentiments from players and students and being like what how how can we do anything to help you what can we do to help and until you're in that moment until everyone's back in that process on the schedule do you actually get to see what that interaction levels are going to be like and that's then it's time to pivot and replan, reschedule, and so that that's going to be a little nerve wracking, I'm sure. Uh, outside of just trying to set up, set the pace, and set an example for other societies, and keep your students involved and happy and engaged with their community, is there anything that you want for the club this year? Like more teams, more school involvement, anything like that? Funding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a funny one from last year um I, I don't know if we discussed that last time it was what, uh, money for traveling which was yep. definitely something we're probably not going to be getting for this year <laughs> <laughs> i don't think anybody's going to be
0: traveling um, but i mean it's good because uh, i mean like you said last time like you the near the farthest school for you to go and participate was four hours away but you have a whole bunch of other local schools and now large gatherings still kind of put a pause on it but like the fact that you can play an online match with someone right around the corner and have decent latency about that as opposed to playing across time zones here in the states across thousands of miles like that's the difference uh and so i mean a lot of schools don't have a lot of programs out here so university of washington and then a couple small schools and their rival triple a school is on the other side of the state so there's no way it's like a six hour drive so there's no way that they're going to be able to make that commute back and forth not that they should be anyways at this time but like you have so many more schools in your area that are involved especially with the british esports association really connecting the countries together and bringing like that unifying position along with newell so let's jump into that let's jump into british esports i'm curious how you got involved there and what their real purpose is across
1: uh, the uk so um i'll tell you about british esports um british esports is the national body uh, not the governing body, um, that's been put in place uh, by Chester King, who's the CEO of British Esports Association. Um, the, the whole objective behind that is to help support uh, and provide some sort of guidance to people that are getting into esports or would like to, to learn more about it. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are wondering about how they can, what sort of role they would have within it. What sort of roles are within the industry? How does esports benefit them? Is there any health benefits? Um, Can they use it as an educational tool? Um, There's a lot of different aspects that have been discussed even now, uh, going into further detail of what esports can really accomplish within the likes of an educational setting. Um, There's been a lot of different projects that we've put together and we're still working on. Um, One of the ones is our Um, and BTEC qualification that's now going live in schools this upcoming uh, semester uh, across the UK Um, and that's also going to be launched worldwide as well for colleges and countries all around the world um, to participate and use esports as an educational tool um, for people to to get involved with for younger students. Um, So we're working on that with Pearson who's uh, our partner company on it, uh, they've helped us write the qualification and helping us push that out to, to schools and colleges to get involved um, but yeah there's there's a lot of different people that are sort of on board uh, we've got Tom Dor, who's the head of education uh, who helped actually write the qualification and is also a current practising teacher in England so he's still teaching whilst he's been helping out with British Esports and balancing that juggle i I don't know how he's done it but it's great (laughs) fantastic um and then we've got a fantastic team across the board uh from dom helping us out um with the articles and helping us put a good uh pr standpoint with morgan helping with marketing um but yeah there's there's a lot of different people that are involved uh, helping build this together from all different backgrounds whether it's education journalism um even talking about Chester himself, who's sitting on the uh, Global Esports Federation, the Interla- International Olympic Committee. So there's a lot of different uh, positions that we're trying to pull together to staple and esports as an actual sport, well not sport, um, as an actual activity um, within the UK and that it has a ground for people to get involved with.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's all wonderful. And I wish we had some more organizations like that that were really driving a lot. Like in the States, we have uh, NACE and CSL and TESPA and all all sorts of different orgs that are really trying to push forward the formalizing the competitive side of it, but not a whole lot of effort towards like really educating people on the benefits of esports and really trying to drive it together and have like a, a really consistent vision for it and how it can be applied to different schools every school is kind of out for themselves right now and depending on whether or not they've bought into one division or another like it doesn't really play a huge impact on things and we're starting to get some connectivity between high schools and college leagues and starting to get a little bit more of that feeder system so High schoolers with talents are being recognized and potentially being even recruited by some of our universities. So that, that's a nice step, but I definitely like the approach that British uh, Esports Association is taking right now. And like just looking at their website, I, I love that there's first and foremost, it's like, OK, here's our latest news. But then here's advice, the championships. Putting competition up there like secondary to the latest news that's going on and then education and women in esports are right next to it and just scrolling through the news like you can see that there's women represented on the front page and when you it's not just the front page because of the recent my uh, me too movement or anything like that but you load more news. And it's just women front and center mixed in with men as well, just all the way down. And just a lot of recognition for uh, diversity and including women in esports. And that's just been a, a real hot-button topic lately. So it's, it's great to see this actually being talked about and seeing the British Esports Association walk the walk as well. So uh, And getting an interview with Alice Powell, driver, which I know like virtual driving has gotten a huge uh, boost over the last several months. And uh, driving was one of those first things to really cross into mainstream during COVID about returning to competition and stuff. So both F1 and NASCAR in the States, like we saw a lot of boom and a lot of interest in esports because of that. But now you've got a woman also driving a bit of that face in the UK, uh that's just a great place to be and a great resource to be able to tap into and a great mantra for uh, a business to really be able to say we are promoting this for everyone in education which just you can't go wrong with that level of support
1: with one of the things we were talking about um at the start of the year when i joined british e-Sports in january um it was my first thing, big thing was actually an advisory board meeting, um, so we have an advisory board where we've got people representing separate games that are have a, a high knowledge or a high skilled knowledge of the game that can help advise us and if there's a game that we're not particularly sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally the reason uh, esports I'm not I'm not too knowledgeable on it, Uh, it was always something that I never got involved with. But then talking to like sort of Nick Egan, who's our Formula 1 advisor, there was a lot of things that he was just passionate about telling me about and letting me understand more about. And it's sort of bringing people together that were highly intellectual and what they love to do, um, and discussing about it and helping people learn more about how they can get involved. Um, I think that's one of the biggest aspects we've seen is especially with the work I'm doing in Scotland, there's a lot of pockets of people doing their own things, but it would be so much better to have them talking between each other to see what they can do to help move forward. But with the women, uh, with us having that advisory board we're talking about, why don't we have a women in games committee? Why don't we have an advisory board for that? um, Where we can collect a lot of the top uh, esports influencers within the industry in the UK bring them into one place and say how do we push this forward how do we promote women within gaming and esports and how do we work with external organizations to allow this and to highlight the work that's been done uh, to show that there is diversity in the top level and that it's being promoted i i would see a
0: future interview or content with the women's uh dignitas or dignitas's women's Counter-Strike team. Like they have just been dominant for years, so like being able to get them to come out and talk about their experiences could be just a huge a huge move for advocacy and how, teaching these universities how to really involve women and represent women and find ways to reach out to them that just hasn't been a strategy up to this point because they have lived that life for a number of years now and it's always kind of in this colossal shadow of a male dominant esports ecosystem but they have proven time and time again that they're talented and that they go through a lot of crap so like it would be a huge perspective I think to be able to represent that and start inspiring other other women gamers to be like yeah I want to play competitively I think that would be fantastic we've seen a few in the states really kind of come to prominence but never felt like that they really got the support that they needed so knowing that that's happening at a professional level you know that's happening at a high school and a college level as well so the sooner that schools can be interacting together and talking to each other about this with general advice coming from professionals from people who have who have strategies around this kind of behavior or treatment like this this could be like a like a a big changing moment for esports to really be able to talk at an early age about involving women we we saw a lot of the same discussions like six eight years ago and ongoing now about getting women into science and technology uh, and electronics and uh, computer science degrees all that kind of stuff like we 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 saw that conversation happening and now it's we're seeing it again in the games industry and we're seeing it in eSports so this is a huge wave for everyone to be able to ride
1: yeah I I think there's a lot of work to be done and we've already from me coming into British eSports we'd already achieved like a lot of things that not a lot of other countries have managed to do um one of the biggest things is we work with UKIE which is the UK uh, Interactive Entertainment which is the governing body of um, digital media within the UK. Uh, they work with the British government uh, in terms of that sort of area. Um, and it's about having these sort of partnerships and working together collectively to address these things and to say that esports has the potential and it has such a good structure that can be built around it. And if we can achieve that structure and put the support and guidance in place to all these colleges and universities and um, high schools, then we can really achieve a lot. We can really promote people from all different backgrounds to go and release their full potential. I think with the the BTEC that we've created, it has a lot of potential within it as well. Um, we're looking at it to go from a very low level to a very high level within colleges so in in the uk we have a slightly different education system where our colleges are separate from universities um we call colleges further education and then universities higher education um there's not really much difference between the two um you've got colleges that are a lot different um you can go for to become like an electrician for example you wouldn't go to university to become an electrician gotcha so it's more academic as you go to university um but within our colleges what we see is a lot of people go to college to then go to university so it's a good middle ground between high school and university for people that are lost you could say or they've not found something that they can engage with yeah that and makes you, sense and when you look at esports it's something that within that age group you see a lot of people between 20 to 30 or 18 to 20 18 to 30 not 18 to 20. (laughs) um 18 years old to 30 years old who are figuring out life and you probably have a lot of them that are involved in games and with esports being a suitable qualification we're looking at it as a sort of trojan horse if you will where it gets people in To become educated in what they want to do it gives them the opportunity to go and study more psychology what's the psychology behind esports how does that fit into an esports situation of within teams with players Uh, the events management side is another module that's in it where people can create their own event on the college campus where they can learn more about how do you set up an esports event there's the marketing aspects, you've got the entrepreneurship aspects, Uh, there's nutrition and diet, there's a lot of different things that are now starting to bring in. Um, I think one of the biggest ones I've seen is Excel, that comes out of the UK, they're now changing their focus to being more unique around the the player's health and well-being they want to have that as their staple like trademark is if you go to excel it's because of how well they manage your progression um around your health and well-being and how they can make you a better player through getting sleep basically yeah yeah getting exercise and being able to talk to people and having that psychology support
0: that's really important like i think the the team that i think does that the best at least out of the North American organizations is probably complexity, just because they they're yep. owned and partnered with the Dallas Cowboys, one of the biggest franchises in the country, and it's NFL team. Uh, so they have the dietitians, the the recovery therapists. They have the. Uh, actual rehab therapists they have like the whole medical bay available to their esports team as well and they're located on the same professional campus so they get a lot of that attention that you see in the american football league like really that high level treatment because they are celebrities and that team just makes stupid amounts of money so the esports team gets to write off of that benefit but And they get treated, right, because they have the facilities and the the people who can help take care of that. And having another team look into that, especially around mental health, is a big deal. It's a huge topic in esports and it's been trending for like the last year or so. uh, After some losses of popular streamers or after you see all the burnout from people in like the Overwatch League, and even call of duty league and a number of other of the professionals who have been playing they'll retire to be a content creator first and foremost because it's taken a toll on their body and so the more that we can start talking about training for a longevity at the professional level and start instilling that down to the high school levels like that way, college university high school levels that just means that we're doing that much better practices and all and i don't think it'll take long for those things to get down to the 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 peewee and the elementary like first school uh tier yeah. kind of leagues which I, i'm excited for like i don't know about you but i can't wait to see like five and six year olds playing league of legends like you see their first soccer experiences where they're all just huddling around the ball of chasing it everywhere i can't wait to see fi- all like all random all mid just top lane bottom lane mid like that's going to be a lot of fun like i am excited to see
1: that i mean it's one of the things that we're talking about as well is you've got like of like rocket league as well that's three years old and older Um, you've got league of legends Uh, i think that's a seven plus in the uk or in europe But even still, like these young ages and getting people involved, I think it's just a hesitancy right now around there's not a lot of solid concrete research for it to be introduced to schools. Uh, It can be introduced to schools, but I think to break that barrier, it needs somebody to come along and say, no, 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 it is okay. Like it is good for them to get involved and it is good for their development. Um, And I think that's the big breakthrough that we're waiting for primary schools especially now we're into high schools and helping support high schools and teachers are starting to learn that it's just like having a football team um but there's career aspects that come out with actually playing the game that they can go to college and university to develop further and to go into this industry um, and if they don't then they still have these skills to go elsewhere to whatever they want to do in life. If you leave with a marketing degree, you're not stuck with eSports, you're stuck with marketing in general across multiple businesses. Exactly. And I mean,
0: I'm, I'm super bullish on eSports because of that whole idea of just because you practice something here doesn't mean it's, or tra- you practice something in eSports doesn't mean it's not applicable elsewhere. Like not a lot of schools will teach how to be a good salesperson they'll teach you marketing strategies and like here's some here's some scripts to follow that give you an idea but like the the charisma Mm -hmm. and the charm is something that you have to come into on your own and making brand deals right now is the biggest advocate for any society club Mm -hmm. professional organization you can if you can learn to talk to a brand and have the data ready to go and sell yourself sell your the group that you're representing like that's that's a huge win for yourself, and you will be able to take that into any organization, any uh, industry. So, and I mean, that goes across video production, video editing, social media. Like, you listed off a whole bunch of other things as well. So, like, it's just a good place to really try and find yourself, and you don't have to stay in esports. Like, I don't, it's funny because a lot of the students I talk to, they don't actually plan on staying in esports. They're just like, this is a lot of fun for me right now. I get to meet a whole bunch of people. I get to play the games that I like, and play it at a level I've never been able to play it. But when I'm done here, I'm I'm gonna go be an auditor for the IRS. I'm gonna go work work a supply chain job. Like I'm gonna start my own franchise. Like okay, cool, that's great. And but it's all those different personalities and those interests that are being brought together so that it's creating a common language for everyone and uh, ev- that connectivity to a community is so important that it's this is just going to be a huge benefit for it, benefit once we have more schools coming online with that central focus of knowing that this is good for students that this is good for their universities and their college campuses, both in person and online which online is just that new area that everyone has to take into consideration more so than ever so there's there's a lot that everyone gets to figure out but we're in a good spot to have that figured out
1: I think one of the big things about um, the students that needs to be encouraged more is that entrepreneurial aspect not to go and set up your own company but also to encourage them to go set up their own companies but to look at Esports is a new industry, it's very startup up still, although you have these yes. multi-million dollar pound euro competitions all around the world now, it's phenomenal what's been achieved in such a small scale of time, but it's still a growing industry, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be put in place. And one of the big ones that I've been told from people in my society and university is what do you want to do with it? Or how would I get involved with it? Like, There's no jobs there that I want to do. There are jobs that are going, and there's a lot of applicants going for it. But with a new industry, create your job. Create the demand for it. There was no Scotland representative role, but me saying exactly what I can do within Scotland and the developments that we can make, that was something that they wanted from me, the British Esports, to work on their team, is we can work together and put all the resources together to help promote it in Scotland and also Northern Ireland. That makes so much sense. And like, you have to be able to... oh, looks like you're cutting
0: out a little bit. We'll let you catch up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, we're only talking across a few thousand miles, so... Even that as well, be a network engineer. <laughs> yeah, there you go, be a network engineer. If you can solve netcode for all fighting games, you've just brought a whole genre of games into the esports community.
1: Exactly, and um, there's another one as well. One of the biggest ones that's being developed right now is 5G. And 5G is going to be completely game changing for the likes of the fighting game communities, because it's the latency between it all is why people want to be in person for these competitions. Yep. But if 5g can cancel that out and create low ping rates you could start to see fighting games go online you never know it i think it's something within the fighting game community they would need to talk about but i think if you can break that barrier there's no reason why they can't it, that's, go, that's going to be an interesting culture clash. You're going to have the hardcore FGC
0: going to be like, it has yep. to be in person, it, otherwise there's <laughs> just, we don't trust technology, or it's just like, even that slightest, like one-tenth of a hiccup, one-tenth of a second hiccup, like... It's not going to be good enough for them, but then a whole bunch of other people, or like even potentially the younger fighting game community, they're they're just going to go. I can play online. I don't have to see these guys every week. I don't have to like, I don't have to train against the same people week in week out and hope that my region is any good so that I can compete in a larger scale at like Evo or any of the big uh, tournaments on the East Coast, West Coast here in the states. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic when we see how good 5g is actually for
1: everyone yeah. especially with the legs of across the atlantic between north america and europe that will be once that breaks that's going to be phenomenal because yeah. then you can really test it's better i mean <laughs> you may actually the, scrap regions
0: <laughs> yeah geez i mean how would that go like we we kind of see a little bit with it like the overwatch league and call of duty league how they they travel back or they were supposed to travel back and forth but we still haven't seen that proven that regionality proven of traveling and doing lands that way but if you can take out that that whole travel perspective and needing to do that for competitive integrity if you could take that out and then you start talking okay europe and na are now constantly in battled in a whole bunch of different leagues, as opposed to here's your division, here's my division, we'll get together for a major every four months or whatever. Like, if you can just put them all in the same league
1: and really see how that pans out, there's no that... EU solo queue anymore. It's just a an international solo queue. <laughs> that would be intense. It would be interesting. It would be interesting. I think something we were talking about earlier as well was the whole sort of like traveling between the universities in scotland and i was actually talking to nsc about this was there's a lot of events and if there's going to be a national tournament or final for the whole uk it's always down in london and there's not a lot of events happening in scotland and that's not of a point of saying okay well the finals needs to move to scotland that's the only way that this is going to solve the problem it's more of looking at what can happen in Scotland to encourage people to go to events because not a lot of people can travel down to support the university or anything like that it's more of is there a way that we can have an event where people from the society can go and cheer on their societies and create that atmosphere because that's not possible when it's a 7 hour drive 7, 8 hour drive down to London or an hour flight it's yep. it's not gonna work, and especially with the the flight times at like six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> nobody's getting out of bed at two to get that to flight. <laughs> so... I mean, have you? I mean, you and I
0: have. I've heard stories. You've had to organize students before, but like a whole bunch of college students having to get up at two as opposed to going to bed at two, like that's a very different conversation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It'd be interesting to see when they go to bed or if they go to bed. But yeah. Um, no that's that's one of the big ones that we've been working on and i think that's one of the the reasons to why i'm now working with british esports was the work that i'm trying to do with the universities and with the scottish community as a whole um i think i'm mostly working on the university side because it's a maze if you start to try and solve the big problem itself um so working with the universities we wanted to create that area where universities can come together into one place whether that's a discord server um, or somewhere else online we've managed to get them onto this one server where all the committees are there from the 15 universities and they can now collaborate on anything they wish it means that we can now work more effectively with the likes of the new and nse within universities to create more events so if we're looking for lan events there's now something that they can easily get access to to set up an event and be like, okay, if there's going to be something in Glasgow, then they can get in touch with the four universities in Glasgow and set something up. So it's it's starting to open up these channels and to create the opportunities between. Um, and we're already seeing it across the board with the top team uh, in Scotland right now, Herit Watt, now working with Warwick that just had a battle of the wolves because their logos or their mascots are both wolves. So they had nice. a big two-day competition to have fun with it. Um, and that got put front page twitch and albeit got destroyed, but got <laughs> <it> destroyed. <was, laughs> I mean, it, it was fun. It was good to see. It was good to see students get involved with it. And they were involved in the, the production and the casting side. It was just the sake of new help sort of coordinate and help out a little bit. Um, and to get that front page to give full exposure to what students are really doing. I think that's the important part of the end of the day, is there's a lot of students across the place in Scotland. Maybe not compared to America, but yeah. um, if you look at Edinburgh itself, the capital of Scotland, it's got more than a thousand students that are participating with esports and gaming societies and the universities. So if you then provide a platform like that to a thousand students, Never mind the other major cities in Scotland or Glasgow, who have about two thousand students that are engaging with esports. There's got to be at least one or two of them to create something. Yeah, so.
0: one or two of them are going to be like your your extreme drivers, but then you still have ten to twenty percent who want to focus on this, who want to really create something that they'll be proud of, and then the rest. Like you kind of get diminishing returns but they're still willing to put in some effort some amount of help you a lot of them will just need to be told what what do you need what you need help with basically and they'll be willing to help like the students i've talked to in collegiate esports are some of the most like relaxed and just open to helping one way or another than i've talked to professionally even so knowing that you have a thousand people located nearby willing to do some amount of work or a lot of work or be inspiring to other people to create something brand new. Like that's a great place to be in terms of trying to get something really
1: started. I think students get lost a lot as well of they think they're doing something, but then they get, give up because they're not sure how to move forward with it. Yeah. I think that's something that needs to be broken through as well Is they need to ask for that help and support where it's there. And there's usually somebody online or has done it previously. Um one of the big ones is looking at what talent has come out of Scotland um and have made it to these big finals or or in part of the production teams. Um I mean we've got the likes of like Scrub Killer for Rocket League who went on and won uh the RLCS championships, world championships with Team Vitality. Uh, he's still in high school. Um Dang, <laughs> in man. Scotland. You've got Mark Adoda, also world champion, uh, from I believe the East Coast of Scotland. Um you've you've got a lot of different people across. You've got Snoopy, um, who is one of the original of League of Legends for C L G. Um, there's a lot of talent across the board. Um and it's about just seeing how we can help support future talent coming through and if they can somehow uh, offload some of that information and guidance to them then you could start to see a better channel of talent coming through especially through the collegiate systems
0: and I can't wait for that moment when people recognize the amount of talent and the amount of future-proofing that you can have in eSports by hiring these students who are motivated in collegiate eSports. Like, I know a lot of people are still looking at professional eSport players as the epitome of what you would want to do, much like how they look at anyone in traditional sports of like, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be the camera guy behind it. You don't want to be the producer doing the live show. But there are people who want to be doing that. And so when you get to this opportunity of Thinking about how you're going to fill out these professional esports companies five, ten years from now, it's going to be with the young bloods, the people who are coming in with this passion and who have the experience because they've been doing it at a collegiate level. Not just because they're content creators, not just because they happen to be in the right place at the right time and applied for a job at the org. It's going to be they have built a resume around this, and it's going to be highly competitive the next 5 to 10 years just ridiculously competitive to get into one of these orgs we saw it kind of with the games industry in the early 2000s late 90s there was a big boom there and like a lot suddenly it's like oh you can be a professional game developer who knew like that was that was that conversation we're going to have that same conversation we're already having that same conversation right now with esports but in 5 to 10 years it's going to be cemented that the students who went through college or collegiate esports, they're going to be the ones who know what it takes to run something good, but then also know where it needs to be taken, because they'll have made those mistakes, they'll have asked for those lessons in college, and they'll know the natural evolution of all of their lessons shortly thereafter when they're in a professional environment, and they have the full-on support of that group to
1: really push things. Yeah. One of the something that i'm really excited about and it's something that i'm sorry, where my profession in human biology starts to kick in is we've got a lot of talent coming out of colleges even in north america and the universities over here um and even when you look at the likes of covid that's happening right now a lot of the attention turns to the universities of what research do they even have to back this, what studies are going on? Where's the academic papers? Who's actually writing the papers? What's the sort of stature of this person behind? Is it something we can trust? Is it something that we need to take with a pinch of salt? Um, I think one of the biggest ones for us is the British Medical Journal is the most important, one of the most important reliable sources out there um, because of its high quality um, of publication for medicine there's nothing like that right now across esports and nope. i find that's something that gets looked over a lot as well so it's we're seeing more students going on to do master's projects and phds or even doing their honors projects and um, esports whether that's the event sides or the business financing marketing sides but it's also in the likes of the the psychology sides of it or the health and well-being sides uh how esports has an effect in the total body sitting in front of screens does that have an effect on you there's a lot of different discussions to be having um and it would be interesting to see how that works i know there's a professor andy maya at salford university um i had a great discussion with him and he also sits on our advisory board at british esports um and he's looking to create something similar he's looking to look at articles and bringing them together the the ones that actually have strong evidence behind so that there's a journal of some sort that people can then rely on and go to to then take and uh, reference so it's something i'm quite excited that that's now being discussed and it's been brought to attention absolutely like Um,
0: when you get that scientific aspect behind it and you start seeing The benefits of it, but then even some of the negatives of it, you still, just because there's a negative doesn't mean that there's not a solution to it. So then you can create, like you said, pretty much at the very beginning, you can create your job in esports by finding a problem that no one else has solved yet. You can find your way in and create that necessity for your position and having data like this, having people log their experiences in a meaningful way that can teach other people other aspects, like you've just opened the door five, you've just opened five to 10 more doors for other people to explore. You may not be the right person to explore those things, but someone else will be, someone else will find that interesting or like a particular challenge that they'll want to solve. And it's moving everything forward. And again, having a, a publication that really solidifies the authenticity of the information, makes it that much more appealing for people to get involved with because they know that there is a future in this thing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's the biggest part is just showing that potential and opportunity for, for students, um, especially when they don't exactly know what they're going to do after college. Yeah, I think that's exactly. the biggest part and just helping support them and put guidance in place. Um, especially young students that are going into university or college and opening up all these different doors um because then it doesn't stop people from going and playing a traditional sport and then getting involved with esports at the side it, that's actually encouraged <laughs> because yep. you want them to have the best of both you want them to be with their exactly. experience as much as possible at such a young age so when they do get to the end of college they can say do you know what i kind of like this i want to give this a try and if it fails it fails you can always try and pick yourself back up and get on with something else um but i think esports is definitely something that students be, should be engaging with and getting involved if they into gaming absolutely
0: and now we're coming up to the top of an hour it's already been an hour again <laughs> it's all it always goes by faster it seems like these episodes go by faster and faster for me now uh so why don't you let people know where they might be able to contact you or uh british esports association the monarch esports all that let it all apply just so that people know how that they can start getting involved
1: yeah so if anybody wants to get in touch with me or to follow what my sort of progression through esports uh, and life is my twitter handle is mark mccready uk um i think it's in the title of this anyways the my name just add a uk in the end um with the monarchs we've got a lot of different things coming up um we've been working on a lot of different projects um that we can't really talk about right now because we want to keep it on the, the hush hush but we're going to be talking a bit more about that and releasing things on our twitter so that's at monarchs esports on twitter and with british esports especially. There's a lot of big things that we've already done and looking to achieve in the future um, in helping engage children within uh, high schools and colleges. So that's at British Esports, Um, all one word, Um, British Esports on Twitter. Um, And you can also find it at BritishEsports.org as well. Um, There's a lot of exciting articles and we also have a newsletter that Tom puts together every week which is fantastic um so it'd be great to have people sign up and learn more about what we're doing through that
0: and i have to say like outside of the esports observer esports insider like this website probably has some of the most articles that i've seen some of the most active social media and just efforts in esports so it's definitely worth your time to check out and just learn what this group is up to and make it part of your Daily or weekly news rotation just to see what's happening elsewhere and across the world. Well, thanks for coming out again. It was great chatting with you. I love hearing that you've had so much progression uh, with moving into another position, keeping Queen Margaret's going all of that, even amidst all this global pandemic. It's great to hear you being successful and hearing that collegiate esports is still growing in the UK uh as usual it, as more developments come up hopefully maybe not in a year's time you can always come back <laughs> and we'll talk some more uh and if we want if you want to bring in some more folks from uh, british esports association i'm happy to promote them and that group they've done a great job from what i've been able to keep track of and everything and hiring you is also just another vote of confidence from me just from our previous conversation what i see you posting so i uh, Congratulations on everything so far. I'm looking forward to another productive year, school year for you, and hopefully hear more about UK Esports going forward. Summoning part two. Summoning our podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, is the podcast...